everyone. Welcome once again to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. I am Max. There is Vince. If there's any questions, if you are watching on our video component on YouTube, check it out on 110 Football and on the LAFC YouTube channels. You will notice I'm wearing the sticker again. Just to remind myself that I am Max. A little Easter egg. The sticker I'm given when I walk into the building here. It's a little torn up. I took a very good photo in there as I went through my protocols to get in here, which you don't have to do. You just roll on in. It's Vince uh, LaRosa. Well, I have the app. I do the protocols. I just It's on my phone. You have to type it into the little screen. I did not know that. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll okay, get you that. Thank you. Max, how do you look so much fresher than I do? We, we look, got in super no, late. No, you I, always I look, look fresh, but you look less than your typical fresh. I don't, I don't quite know. I think I got some sleep. I did get a good night's sleep. Uh, we got in from Seattle. I, got, I went at one. I had to post my, my Soccer OG podcast. Mm-hmm. Check it out. With Jimmy Conrad. With Jimmy Conrad. Good one. We're getting in on Christian Pulisic, so check that out. So I, I, picked, had to, I, picked I do up it myself. I publish it. I picked up what you're putting down there. I can help you plug things. Oh, wait a minute. No. I was like, I'm just saying. But it seemed like. A, so I went home. I went to bed at 1.30. I had a frosty cold IPA to accompany me. And then I was in bed by 1.40. And I woke up at uh, 8 something. Wow. So I got a good, I got some good Z's. That's incredible. Did you? Did you just wake up? What do you mean? You don't wake up? Uh, that? No, I just, I had a little rough sleep. I mean, well, listen, let me preface this. I haven't had a good night's sleep in a long time. Okay. It's been a busy few weeks. Well, I'm normally, in, I'm, I'm like such a baby. I'm normally in bed by like 10 o'clock. Oh, so. I don't, I don't sit very late. So coming home at 1.30, I was like, oh, how am I ever going to sleep? It's way past my bedtime. I, I needed my, I needed my cool down. I need everything. And then we usually record this early morning on a Monday. So I didn't have to record it. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind doing it, you know, a little bit later all the time. I'm, sure the, crew, I'm sure the crew would feel, feel And I'm sure people too. listening are, are thrilled to hear about our sleep patterns, but I know what they want to talk about. Oh, I get emails just saying, could you just get right to the LAFC stuff? We you love do. you, but not that much. Well, it's a podcast. By the way, we, uh, look, we're going we're gonna to roll up the sleeves on LAFC. There are flaws with the club. There are issues with the team. We're going to identify them. We know LAFC is doing that. I work for the club. You work indirectly with the club as well here where we 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 have a, a very warm and tight relationship with John Thornton, Bob Bradley, mm-hmm. and we want this club to do so well and we want to pull for them at every time, but there's some times where you have to look at where's go, what's going on. We're going to bring in Warren Barton, who's a friend of the club. He's going to be calling some plus ones alongside me later this season, and he called the game for FS1 over the weekend, so he's going to have some detailed mm-hmm. criti- criticisms yes. that we will delve into, but, and we are going to do that too. But before we get into that, we want to take a closer look because we see the panic out there from the fans. And when there is a team that you have to hit the panic button, LAFC does not have those qualities. This is not a club that's losing 4-1 and 3-1 and not in games and conceding possession and on second best with every statistic. That is not the case. Now, does that alleviate the situation not at all but if we look closer we will see a team that needs to flick a switch Mm -hmm. but may not be that close when you look at the the results the opponents and everything else well because you and i monitor we do go on the social media we read your comments sometimes we don't always reply to them and it's not because i always ask you i go should i reply to this yeah yeah. don't 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 (laughs) it's because look we we understand the comments come fast i mean that final whistle goes and next next thing you know my mentions just fill up with comments and i know it's emotional and this is not to distract from the fact that it's not good enough they should not be in this part part in the table the fans deserve better 
Um, but some of these comments are, they're always just so in the heat of the moment. So I thought it would be better to kind of, when you take a look at the season, you just kind of be curt about games and just kind of give like one sentence summaries of what happened. You kind of get a better sense because one of the things that you pointed out to me during the game, Max, and I didn't even look at this because I've, uh, there's so many other things that I've been looking at. They've only given up six goals. So it's not like this LAFC team's getting hammered and they're just leaking goals everywhere. Six goals in five games. Six goals That's, in five games. Most teams would take that. Most teams would take that. And especially for a team that we hear all the time, LAFC's defense is not good. I mean, but it's also not really bad. No. That's clearly what's not – that's not the, the whole crux of the problem, right? So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, let's just kind of go through the games. Home opener. It's Austin. It's an expansion team. You know they're going to be keyed up. They really want to put a good showing in their first foot forward. Like we saw last year with Miami. And Inter-Miami pushed right. it to the end. And they, Yeah, and Austin pushed it to the end. They were, they were very organized. Uh, they got at every blade of grass. Also, if you don't remember, in that game was a little bit crazy. It's the Vela incident with the substitution. Diego Rossi didn't play. So basically, you're playing with zero DPs. You, you managed to get a win. You do what you had to do. Great. Next game, Seattle. Seattle, we now know, we didn't know then, but we now know is clearly the best team in MLS. You get that early goal, and they, they really went toe-to-toe with Seattle in that match. I thought for 20, 25 minutes, maybe more than that, LFC were running that, sh- that oh, game. Yeah. And then Seattle turned it uh, it was a, it was There was a chance for two, three goals there. And don't forget again, zero DPs. Zero DPs in that game. So then you go to Houston, you go up a goal, you probably should have closed that out. It was a sloppy game all the way around. Yes, you drop points, and that's where you start to see. Most okay, teams drop points at Houston. Most teams drop points in Houston. Rossi is back, but he's not sharp. He had a chance to probably ice the game, or, or actually he had the chance to put them ahead early. Do, doesn't score a goal that normally he scores nine times out of ten. Uh, that's when the mistakes start creeping in a little bit, right? But again, these are just these are minor details. Uh, and then you, you have uh, what, Galaxy. Rivalry game, hard to, hard to assess those, but rivalry games are always, the mistakes become that much bigger, and these mistakes were that much bigger. And then finally, Seattle game, where I think... And the Galaxy wore them to the nub, where that team... Anyway, but you, dom- Chicha- you, you dominate, where Chicharito was, was like cramping up, oh, standing up. Jonathan Dos Santos was... Again, it's just trying to make this point here in the big picture. Yeah, the big picture. and it will, Because the big picture is this. What I'm kind of seeing, and, and this Seattle game was... Probably the worst that LAFC has played. Although for the first 30 to 35 minutes, they were pressing them so well, making them predictable. And I'm just... That's part of the... That's part, we'll talk about but that's part of the issue with LAFC is the press, the effort exuded. And if you don't get the payoff, mm-hmm. you have problems. Well, that's what I think. If you look bigger picture and you, you zoom out and you don't, you don't come at us with the first thing, get new players, get new coach, get new everything. If you really look, what you're seeing is a team that is exuding so much energy, getting no payoff. And I'll, I'll go as far to say, it's not just not getting a goal. They're not getting the big chances anymore, yeah. really. I mean, you that's, did not get the good chance. That's the depressing part about this Seattle game. They were, they were making them so predictable. They were winning the ball high up the pitch. I'm looking at Tristan Blackman. He's a full 10 yards inside, LA, uh, inside Seattle's half as a center back. I mean, they really had him penned in. But I can't tell you, the best chance they had maybe was the, the Corey Baird one. And he didn't even really get a shot off there. They didn't get behind that back three. Yeah. They didn't find a good way to get behind them. That well, final pass to make that, that trio mm-hmm. of Nuhu, Ariaga, and Yamar shift back. And, you know, they're not the fast. Nuhu is an athlete. The other two, you, there's an opportunity with the, with the front runners we have, but they never did that. Yeah. So this season thus far has been, the, the tale has been, big mistakes that are, are made bigger by the fact that your margin for error is so small because you're not getting big chances. They're not getting their payoff for their energy. They're not, they're, they're not executing. I mean, you and I sat high up at that game, which was one of the nice effects of being in a football stadium. A little, little shade at Seattle. Uh, 
Seattle, interesting. I, I, no, I no, no, no. But no. we saw it was there, man. We saw the windows, and we saw players that saw the windows and just simply could not execute. Yeah. It was either behind a guy, right at another guy, uh, too soon. You didn't hold the ball till the right moment and do it too late because you're. I mean, even our, our guy Edward Atuesta, there was times where I was like, four, five, six touches. No guy, two. It touches. needs one, two, three. Come on, we need to move it. We need to move it. Um, and that, that again, like we said, that is a real problem. We're not, we're not saying that you guys are wrong. Uh, we're just trying to, to pull back to really, you, you can't just fire everyone. Yeah. You can't just, I, I, you can't just bring in new players out of nowhere, nowhere. Although, like you said, we, we brought in our guest Warren Barton and he, he gave us, uh, some curt talk about what he thinks needs to change. And, and one of those was maybe got to open those purse strings and you got to get someone. I'm, I'm, I am pretty sure they probably are at least have a, a, a short list and they're discussing and just kicking the tires on some things, whether they do them or not. Obviously what happens with Brian Rodriguez determines how much flexibility they have. If Almeria comes in, yeah, we want him. We're going to pay this or someone else does. We shall see if someone does that for Atuesta or Rossi. And this is it's, it's all process, which is what we talked about last week. If we get Brian Rodriguez back, that's a, that's good news. Bob Bradley said on his press meet, he looks forward to coaching Brian again. And he's had this experience. Brian, by the way, called up for the Uruguayan national team. Diego Rossi was not. Was not. So and that takes part qualifiers. in the middle of June, right? Yes. So, so he wouldn't, the earliest he would probably be coming back would be July, if Games are June the 3rd and the 6th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a third one, because they have to make up one for well, South Well, and then there's America. the Copa America, right? When is that? That's, yeah. that's in the middle of June. Yeah, right? and I don't know the, what the players are going to be like. That. I don't know if it's going to be first teams. I don't know if Lionel Messi is going to want to go there. Maybe it's, look, that's a mess down there, not yeah. to get off a tangent. Uh, COVID is, is going through the roof. And one of the host co- co-host countries, Colombia, there is massive unrest, social unrest going on right there. And Argentina, uh, no vaccine rollout. And that's the other coast. And don't even get me started on having co-hosts of Argentina and Colombia on their opposite sides of this massive continent. So that's, <laughs> it's going to happen. So you're saying more travel is probably bad at this time. I'm saying if you want to have a concise tournament, don't have it in Colombia and Argentina. Right. Have it in one. Have a country where you have the stadium. So maybe Rossi gets a sniff there. We, we, we shall see. But that's going to have to happen pretty quickly. But for me, it's a point what you're talking about. And LFC has always been, we do things fast and you have to execute. We've heard Bob at training say, think about that next pass you got to make. Which, by the way, I saw Seattle doing very well. Oh, Seattle, take, when Seattle knows they've got you in a vice and they know they have a slight advantage, man, they hammer it home. That's, wow. If there's that one was thing really that I could, the takeaway for me is yeah. like, you know, that second goal. If there's one thing I could take from that team, it's when – and you know what? We saw it coming. That Brad Smith opportunity when he absolutely flubbed it, that was the moment where they said, oh, your, your defense is a little out, out, of, out of whack here. And Christian rolled down, went flying. I mean, they, you just see green jerseys flying. Yeah. And they know, and they go, let's hammer it because we know this one, might be our one chance. And, and they knew if they get one chance to get against LFC and they finish it, they can maybe break them. And that's kind of what happened. So what Seattle was doing, although in a, in a very systematic, so systematically different uh, capacity. It was the robo-dope. It was, but they, the, like you would see Chris Roldan, the ball's coming to his foot. He does one of these. He looks back, and he knows exactly where the team is. And that's what you want to see from LAFC, and I'm not sure they identified those spots. And, and that's always – Bob knows that this is going to be at pace. And I wonder if it's an issue of slowing things down a bit, which they are doing and they're not having success. I think mm-hmm. with this style of play, you've got to – really work on that and have confidence with some of these play a ball through. It seemed like a lot of uh, 
vertical, not vertical, horizontal passing, you know, mm-hmm. passing on to the next. I don't see anything. You take it. No, it's got to be, it's got to be very direct with some of that. And those are things that they're going to keep working at because they're not going to change the style whatsoever. You got to find the guys that are able to do it. But mm-hmm. with all you said about the schedule and the opponents, LAFC, foot of the table in the Western Conference, 11 points behind Seattle. And that's something that you've really got to address. Yeah. This, you, this is a forgiving league. You can get back in it, but I don't know if you're going to catch. I don't know if you're going to be first in the in the West. You got to. You came into this season. Hey, we're going to finish first in the West. Even at this early stage, you almost have to look at that and say, I don't know if that's attainable. Let's get results and let's see where we ha- we how we find a way to be effective when the games come into where they really matter towards September, October, and in the postseason. Yeah, the God West, willing, we're there. The West once <laughs> again will be. is the class of the league. I mean. The the supporter shield winner maybe it'll be Seattle but I I don't think so because it's just simply it won't be it'll it's be not Eastern coming out of the West yeah because Eastern Conference because you get, get to play points. Cincy you get to play Inter Miami DC DC Chicago, Chicago Fire oh what well, I that's would, four ATM what that's I would give four point to, ATMs yeah what I would give to play one of those teams right now <laughs> we got New York City and Atlanta from the East yes thanks a lot MLS thanks a lot I'm all for I look I look at the schedule I'm all for, and but the schedule doesn't look easy. Mm-mm. Because these Western teams are really good. We look at the Rapids, and we'll talk about them shortly. That's a pretty decent team. They've won three straight. Then you get New York City FC, one of the teams that have ambition in the East. You're looking for spots where you go, oh, there you go. You're looking for the the wounded animal like the lion does. You're looking for the wildebeest with three legs Mm -hmm. and go, that's the one I'm having for dinner. Right. They don't have them. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, the one caveat is you do have your next. You don't even laugh at that analogy. That was pretty funny. That was funny. I'm sorry. I just, I had a thought in my head. I just needed to get it out. Do I have to do it in a Richard Attenborough voice? Yeah, just bring it back later on in the, the show. The three-winged wildebeest is not going to make it today. <laughs> it's not a good time Actually, to have you know three what? legs. Now that you do it that way, that you should have gone with in that the from the jump. I even got a courtesy laugh from Ben, our audio guy. Or Sniffle. Was that a laugh? That's a good, okay. Ben's, a good, Ben's a good courtesy <laughs> laugh. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But uh, to not get too far ahead of ourselves, the next four games are at home. And, uh, and I'm whole, not crazy about that. No, you're not crazy about it because, like you said, the opponents are not they're not pushovers. But we, it does look like we're trending to a fuller home each step of the way, which I do That's think is good. a big uh, a big plus to this team. Because, again, they're, they're having to expend a lot of energy to create chances. Two home games, two-week break. Two home games, two-week break, then break, two more home games. Two more home games. That, that's one maybe wrinkle that you say, okay. But to the point of... You and I have come here week in and week out and said, you know, it's, it's not horrible, but if they don't do something here, we're going to start to worry. If after those four home games, they haven't uh, matriculated up the table a little bit, ooh, big, big alarm bell. This, this Colorado home game, and I think the thing is the Rapids are going to know that. Yes. And Robert Frazier is going to say, look, this team is desperate for points. We got to find and wait for them to make mistakes. That's exactly how they're going to look at it. One thing I know is a criticism. People said that they know how to play LAFC, but that's whether you know how to play LAFC is, yeah. is, is neither here nor there because you still have to play it. And when LAFC are executing, you shouldn't be able to stop it. Yeah, team, look, teams know how to play every team. In theory, this team plays this certain way. If you can get to these areas, you can yeah, do no this. Team, that's the, a, no this, team just says, let's change it. They yeah, figured us this, out. The, no, second, the second the ball rolls out, I mean, most teams don't don't get – to where they're going in their first initial kind of um, buildup, right? So we, we see buildup patterns, right? This is how LAFC builds out the back. This is how this other team builds out the back. Usually what happens is 
they start in a pattern the first 10 to 15 minutes and then somebody makes just a little mistake and it's whoever's quicker to react and then take advantage of that moment. That's really where the game turns. So teams know how to play teams. Teams know how to play FC, LAFC, just like LAFC knows how to play Seattle. From the beginning. Yeah, from the beginning. From the first game in 2018. LAFC was not surprised at all to see Seattle kind of wait them out, keep their back line deep so that they couldn't give them big opportunities. They just needed to be that much quicker. Like we said, the openings were there. They just couldn't hit them. The execution just wasn't there. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't prescribe too much into that. That's more, again, those people are like, you need to have a plan B. I mean, I'm sure there, there, there is a plan B. The players kind of have an idea of, uh, okay, this isn't going great. Let's move it to the left side. Let's start switching the balls more. Maybe we need to win second balls. It's not that easy. Let's talk mentality. Yeah. Because that's, I think, the, the takeaway here. Because you saw a team, especially when they allowed the goal, just deflated. Mm-hmm. And even when they said that, you know, normally we do, we score a goal. And you're like, all right, let's get it back. I didn't, I, I didn't sense that. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was like, because I saw all the effort. All that effort needs a payoff. And when it mm-hmm. doesn't happen, I mean, think about what you do or any walk of life. If you put so much effort and it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, geez. yeah. They put a lot of effort in. They did that against the Galaxy and they didn't get, they got a goal late and they gave one up. But the amount of effort to get to that point and that mentality, uh, that sharpness that you saw when they're swashbuckling, scoring goals. And I, I love what you said about, you know, the defense. I think you can hang your hat on that. If it's accompanied by a team that's scoring goals like we're accustomed to seeing in 2019. Yep. For long stretches in 2020 uh, when Diego Rossi was tearing it up. And that's where I think you've got to put that responsibility on Diego Rossi, Corey Baird. We get uh, Carlos Vela back. He looked like he looks to me a long ways away from being uh, a featured player. I don't think he's. He, I'd be surprised if he starts this this Saturday. Maybe. It I mean, like he, he was really grinding through that. Yeah, but he got, he has twenty minutes. Maybe he starts to get sixty. Timing was definitely off. Speed of thought was off. Yeah, the, the, the connection. There's that one play where Kim Moon Hwan had a, a ton of space. Mm-hmm. Rips up the right side. And, and Carlos didn't even look at him there, and then he finally did it. And I. It's too late. But that's going to come along. Right. But all that stuff comes along. So I think to say, hey, Carlos Vela is going to be the savior and come in, I think that we've got to pump the brakes on that because he's just coming back. Even Diego Rossi doesn't look like the guy we saw in preseason. Yeah. Where he was, I mean, they were in preseason. They were really impressive when they had it. I mean, t- mentality is one of, one of my takeaways because to your point. Do we do takeaways then? We're starting there? Yeah, we'll start, we'll start there with mentality. I don't want to steal your thunder, yeah, but I thought take- that, that's the overarching theme to yeah. me. I, would, I mean, I, I, I don't get too down on this team, but I get so disappointed when I see them put so much energy forth and then they give up a goal and they crumble. And they've only done it a few times in, in their brief history. Um, but this was one of those ones where you, it was so obvious. It was so obvious. And, and you know where that creeps in. It creeps in from games before. It's not just from the Seattle game. It's from that Galaxy game where they were like, we were so good. How did we not do this? And they're young players. We've talked about this. You know, maybe it pays in this league to have a guy that goes, guys, don't put your heads down. We've been here. We know what we're doing. And I think that's why Bob, after the game, is saying, I know there's a good team in here. I can't let these guys weigh themselves down We didn't down see like that this. after the goal. Remember, they all went to the midfield circle. They all stood there kind of like, and you could see it etched on their face. There was just kind of darting eyes. Who, I don't blame them. Who do we look at? Yeah, I, look, we're not professional. We're not professional soccer players, but this is the mentality you have to have. You, uh, I can't. You know what it was? It, it was a kit man one time that told me, he goes, from player one to player 30, every single one of these guys thinks they're Neymar. And he goes, and they have to have that. He's like, it, it can be difficult to deal with sometimes, 
but they have to have that on the field, and you have to have that killer. Like Seattle has that killer mentality. That's how they're able to to so go. We lost to eleven Neymars. Eleven. Na- Ooh, that's tough. Actually, would eleven? We would beat eleven Neymars. No, we would. They can't defend. They would. We'd, we'd never touch the ball. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, Seattle has a mentality. Okay, maybe eleven Neymars. Seattle has a mentality, and it's not so much a plan B for me, but you have to have that kind of grittiness to say, like Seattle got through that first half, and they probably were like, "Whoo, it's nil nil. We had a big chance at the end." I think we could take these guys. They've worn themselves out. Whereas LFC is thinking, what do we have to do here? It's just the opposite thinking. They need, they need to just get in their mind, keep hammering away, get a little bit sharper. Hey, when it, when it gets a little bit dirty out there, when a, when a play breaks up, make a, make a play after it. Go and play to play. Somebody react to it, take it upon themselves, and just wear it. Take the responsibility, you know? And, and you can't always look to Carlos to do that. And I, I, maybe we can't expect... 22 to 24 year olds always feel that way but I, I think they have it in them we've seen them do it it's just weird how it kind of comes and their mentality comes and goes at times yeah I know you didn't agree with me when I brought this up in our mini production meeting but even for the first time LAFC when they have guys come off the bench there's always that impact and I didn't really see it this time I didn't. I mean, so I don't think. Well, this is what I don't agree with. People are like, you shouldn't have brought those guys in. I thought those were the right subs. I was, I was waiting for. You're telling me you're not going to bring Carlos Vela in. You're telling me you're not going to bring Kim Moonwon in, who brought something. But to your point, the game was kind of rudderless. Kim Moonwon, you see the athleticism, you see the speed, but it what he there was there's no connection to. uh, It it felt disjointed, right? It felt disjointed. Yeah, but yeah, so that's where your point I I think is correct. It felt disjointed, and it was at that point rudderless ship. Even if you get Vela in there, maybe he, he pulls a wor- worldie out of there. Well, I guess I could say it felt more disjointed whenever it's yeah. supposed to when you bring in subs. But normally when LFC brings it, the pieces fit. Right. And this is it, it's probably a, a situation where uh, you still have guys that are pretty new and they're all over the place. And, you know, some of them are well, playing in Las Vegas and playing here. Well, we saw it, too. It was it, it turned into the not not his fault. It turned into the Vela show where these guys were all like. Okay, I'm just going to pass it to him. That second goal comes. Marco Farfan is in a ton of space. Hit it with your right foot. I know it's yeah, your off foot. That's a great But he call. tries to look back to Vela. Next thing you know, and, and he's, not, he's not the only one guilty of this. Now, look, Bob puts him out there because he needs to get minutes. We need to get some, some, something under his legs. And he has that quality that maybe he picks up a goal or he hits a free kick, something like that. But, guys, that's something it, does not change, it does not change the game plan. That we're a black hole to Carlos Vela, and that was, that was disheartening. That is something you can work on because I, that is obviously in, in the mentality. Mm-hmm. And we're still talking about that, that a team, they're down a goal, Carlos Vela comes in, and you have to think, they're like, okay, here he is, our leader, mm-hmm. our MVP, not 100%. Mm-hmm. They know that too, but you're hoping he can do it. And clearly he's not ready to log in those, a full game or be really effective and sharp as he is. He'll get there. We've seen him come back from injuries. He got there last year dealing with injuries. When he finally got there at the Champions League, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. So no reason to think that can't happen. But to defer to him is a very dangerous situation when, because teams know that as yeah. well. So I, I imagine pe- when he came in, it was a huge lift. It was a huge lift for us. It was a huge lift for you at home. Carlos coming in, you're like, yeah, here we go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite ready for that to happen. So just to recap, Vela for Sifu. Masovsky's for Baird in the 70th minute. 77th minute, Kim Moon-Juan for Tristan. Chiki for Farfan. And those were the four subs. Uh, all individually had some nice touches, but as a collective, it didn't really gel. Yeah, the game seemed too far gone at that time. Sifu, I thought, had a pretty good game, especially coming off of that Galaxy game. Uh, Danny, you, you could have told me he 
wasn't on the field and I wouldn't have known the difference. And I don't, I don't mean that to, it's a tough game to come into for Danny because there's not a lot of, not a lot of hold up play. The passes aren't great. Um, but yeah, he didn't, he didn't make that much of a difference. Um, and to me that, that we've actually, I, we've kind of already talked about all the, all the takeaways that, that, I, that have kind of gone over in different ways because the other ones I have are the miss, the miss passes, the execution. We've, we've, been talking about it ad nauseum we saw the plays they saw the plays we knew it was there they just couldn't do it and the other thing was man the seattle team just they know themselves i was it, i don't want to give them too much credit but it's it's incredible to watch a team that just they're their belief in themselves they're so comfortable in their own skin they're so comfortable in their own skin they know exactly what they do well they know what they don't do well and they mask those things that they don't do well with other other ways to play um and man you'd love to you'd love to see that from lfc team but keep in mind this seattle team is, you know, a, what a, what would we call them? A, a, a teenager compared to LAFC, who's who's an adolescent at this time. I mean, this is a forged identity for years. I mean, we talked to some. It takes Seattle, a while to get there. Well, we talked to Seattle fans, and that this is kind of what they talk about. They're like, "Yeah, we love this. This is what we love about our team." And I'm like, "Wow, you, you know, I never, th- I never thought of it that way because I like the way LAFC plays. I enjoy watching the games. They're the most entertaining games week in and week out. Um, are the results always there? No, and that's what gets frustrating." Um, but yeah, when you have a team that just knows themselves, it's incredible. It's, to watch. It's, you respect the players, uh, Brian Schmetzer. You respect the the ownership groups that have gone there. Uh, Garth Lagerway, who's somehow put this team together with without being one of the top spenders. I mm-hmm. mean, he's done really well in keeping this team and keeping them happy. I mean, they're all good except for the broadcast team of Keith Costigan and Casey Keller. Those guys are are charlatans. I'm just kidding. They're great too. They're great, too. Uh, the we only to issue with Seattle too. is the... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. It, okay? was, it was good to see them. It was good to see them. Massive stadium. I'm not crazy about big stadiums, but it was, it's still to walk around there and see the Hall of Fame. Are you going to hammer on your, yes. your, your Lime experience? The Lime and the Uber bike experience. Cause our hotel was very close to the stadium. So I went in there and I went for 20 QPR codes. QPR? No. QR codes. QR. QR codes. QPR, though. And it said, this one's unavailable. This one's unavailable. This one's unavailable. This one's going under maintenance. I go, all right, I'm I'm getting late. You're texting me. Where are you? All right. Because I was I'm not going to take the bike. I'm not carrying a lot of stuff. Finally get one that's available. Back tire is flat. (laughs) Then I get back an hour later. I look at my phone, and and it says, you rode 0.18 of a mile. I go, all right. $31. $31. Oh, $31. That's the going rate these days. No, no, it's not. It's not. I have to call them still. $31. I don't a- want to be on the phone for an hour and talk about that. You went point one. Just eat it. You went point one eight miles on a bicycle, whereas $31. With a flat back tire. $31 could get, could get you uh, three quarters of a tank of gas. That's pretty funny. You, so that hasn't been sorted. That's the big takeaway. That's not been sorted. Do we? Okay. Do well, we, that's why that's why Lyft is a partner, right? Is Lyft still an LFC? Yeah, yeah. No, and those Uber bike, they're great. And they got a little motor on them, so they fly, but not with a flat tire. No, I don't think this is not a shot against Uber. It's a shot at about what's going on with these bikes. Uh, it has not, and it has slicing the tires. And of course, it has nothing to do with your uh, being a luddite and having problems with uh, like electric things. That might be case too. No. Should we talk about the Colorado Rapids? Do I miss it? Because I want to get to because well, you're gonna that's gonna be your first broadcast. We're very excited about that. Big news about the stadium that you'll you'll be hearing here about how we're moving to the next steps yeah. where we're all together here very soon, and some big news about the broadcast situation, which we're very excited about because 
we're here to build a fan base. And what the club was able to do with the 3252 and our supporter groups was is singular. Nothing's quite like that. And it's still the best support group that people talk about and create an incredible home field advantage. This is Los Angeles. We've got to find ways to build new fans. So we're going to hope to be in a situation where we can get more ears, more eyeballs. So look, remember, there's even in a non-pandemic year, there's 22,000 The experience is second to none, but we need to be broadcasting. A lot more than 22,000 people need to know what's going on in that building. Yes. And we know that there's going to be a demand for that. And we're hopefully connecting the dots where folks go, I can't go to the game, but I can watch it here. And I'm into it. And then one day I will go to a game mm-hmm. and it's full circle. You know, we all support teams. You know, I, you know, Dodger fans, you don't go to the Dodger games, but you go a couple here and then you feel good. Yeah. Laker fans. Can't go to Lakers. What makes you feel like part of Los Angeles, yeah. right? But you watch them at TV, mm-hmm. especially in this day where you're staying home. So, uh, yeah, nice to walk into a bar and it, 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 you feel comfortable when you walk into a bar and Dodger games on. Yes. So this is an important next step. And remember, Dodgers and Lakers. Uh, when it talks to local broadcast, that's you know that's what you want to achieve. Where you know they get huge deals. Yes. To be broadcast locally, and they forge their identity on yeah, wide, widely. Yeah, of course. Well, hopefully, it does. we're getting the steps. Hopefully, we are. I mean, and and to your point about bringing people back, I mean, there's going to be much larger vaccinated se- sections, as we know. Uh, so they might get up to that full 67 percent of the bank, which is, I can't do the math, but it's a lot. Uh, and I know you would have loved to call every single game that you possibly could, but you got to be that much more excited that the first game you're going to be calling, it's going to have like a real, real atmosphere. And that's, that's not to take away. That Austin game was a real, real atmosphere. The Seattle game sounded great in there, but getting that many more people in there, it just really feels in like... A, in, a, in a very important vi- game for LAFC, it's a must-do, feel-good game. So I do get some good games. You know, Good things happen to those who wait, which is uh, patience is very important in this sport. Just look at Allison, the goalkeeper of Liverpool. And look at uh, Atletico Madrid this weekend. Patience pays yep. off. Well, shout out. Uh, the, again, we said we, we read your comment. Shout out to Commander who, and I'm not saying that you have to blindly just have faith in this team. You can criticize them. Uh, but his point was this is the time the team needs you most. Yes, and in the Commander. And in, in the moment when you can actually go back. Look, you can say what you want during the week, but when you walk in that building, you better be 90 minutes full support or don't come. I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. I mean, they need, they need you now. They're expending energy. You. They need that little extra push. Quick little talks. We'll get to Warren about the Rapids. This is a, a, a team that seems like they are hitting the stride. They built this good young players that are now team. featured players. Sam Vines, who scored over the weekend. Uh, Cole Bassett. Uh, Kellen Acosta, guy who kind of puts it all together. This is There's talent there. Maybe not the depth they would like, but they... They have committed to the youth. Shinyashaki. Mm-hmm. Did you say that? You said that. Andre Shinyashaki. Yeah. I said his name wrong. But these are young players that they have built on, and now they have, you know, they have uh, an edge to them. Three straight wins. They beat Houston Dynamo 3-1. to one. Diego Rubio is another one. He's like that experienced guy that we're going to talk about. Like a guy yeah. under 28th, 29th has been there. He's like, hey, I'll, I'll show you the way. I think he's finally figured out where he fits in with that team for the longest time because they kept moving him around. They had Kai Kamara too. So he's like, am I the nine? Is Kai the nine? Am I, am I on the wing? Am I a 10? I think they've, they've realized that he's, he's kind of the guy that uh, get us to that point and then he'll clean up, he'll clean up whatever scraps or whatever you know, finishing needs to happen. And it's, it's a nice little identity that they're putting together that kind of, kind of mix um, and to your point about Robin Frazier and, and young guys, he's got them dialed in. Yeah, I, I think with Vines and Acosta and Cole Bassett's not there yet, but 
William Yarbrough, who played in Mexico a long time, people remember Leon. He's still, I think he's 29, 30. He's a, a yeah, young he's, keeper. He's one of the better keepers I would put in this league. And he has, you know, a, a guy who was with uh, national team aspirations. But Vines and, and Acosta, for sure, will be on some U.S. national team whether it's probably the Gold Cup, I would imagine. Maybe Acosta makes it to the uh, the Nations League yeah. slash World Cup qualifier. And Cole Bassett's close. Cole Bassett's close. It's a good, it's a good team. So yeah. we can't take them lightly. We can't take anyone in the West lightly. Even FC Dallas, who are at the bottom with us, that's a team that is dangerous. Yeah, they've got some talent out there. They've they got some talent. They it's got crazy. Some guys, like, they, got, they have some guys like us that are, not, that are experiencing a little dip in form. But if you meet them on the day and they're all firing, they, they'll, they'll tear you to shreds. They'll pass you, they'll pass you up. Lucci's a good coach. Um, talking about Dallas, um, but yeah, man, they, that's the one thing. I mean, obviously, we don't we want LFC to be good, but uh, it's compelling. Like this year in MLS is compelling. There's some interesting teams that are putting it all together. I mean, it's not top heavy like most leagues are. This is, and especially the West. I mean, when you have Minnesota starting this is out, vintage MLS uh, parody party. Yeah, well, you have Minnesota Except starting out. Minnesota starts out losing their first three games, and now they're they're right back in the picture. They look like the, they've figured it right. The ship figured it out. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight between all those teams. And to your point, and because of uh, this hole that's been dug, yeah, it's a well, it's the a games big, now amplify. Yeah, it's a like, big moment. I, 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 we come here, we lose the Rapids, <laughs> and I don't think they will. Yeah. Uh, It'll be, it's like, okay, now we, now every game is massively important because we've got to find our way up there. We don't know what's going to happen as this season winds on with a injuries, international duty. It's a busy back end of 2021. So that's why Seattle is going to be well-equipped because they have those points in their pocket. You want those points early on. It takes such pressure off, but now AFC has to reassess right. and they have to approach these games a little differently and be really aggressive, which they are anyway, but they know it's like in the back. Okay. We have this, I have some points here. I don't have to rush Carlos back here. I don't have to do this because mm-hmm. we're good. But now they have to kind of say, all right, we gotta, we gotta go for it to make sure we get to where we want to be. Yeah. They need to be able to go on the road, get wins, get points, especially if you want to be where you really want to be is up in, the, in those top seeds and hosting a home game. But thus far, it's two losses and a draw on the road, a win and a draw at home. And like we said, the alarm bells will only really be going off if that home form right. really starts and to just, dip. But the road games, the Seattle, which is the best team, Yeah. in hindsight, you say we lose that game. You're supposed to lose that game. The way it ended is obviously a bad taste in your mouth where the LAFC was just, you know, they – they were, they were out of gas. The other two road games, you could you probably say you're this close to getting four points out of them. Is that well? And, and I'm 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 mostly upset because I, I do think I I agree with Bob. This team is much better than they're playing. Uh, we've definitely watched teams, not LAFC, but teams in MLS where they lose and you go, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, what, what, that's they what they got. They got. Watch this LAFC team, and I go. Man, guys, it's just one little thing here, one little thing there. It could be so much better, and that's that's where it gets really frustrating. Um, and again, that's not an excuse. I still look at the table. I still go to the points and say this is simply not good enough. Um, but I am I'm I'm bullish on them. I I, th- I do think that they can figure it out. We're gonna have Warren coming up in just a couple of moments, and uh, like we said, we already recorded it, and he 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 agrees. Um, but he's gonna go a little bit deeper. He really that's why he dissects it. That's why we brought it in. Well, because you and I said. Look, it's mentality, it's execution, and then we both looked at each other and go, don't know how to fix that. But Warren, Warren has been in those rooms, and he knows a thing or two about that. Warren's a good asset for us, so we will come back on Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Warren Barton works for Fox Sports, works with us a little bit, former Newcastle United, super right back, 
here on our podcast to talk about what's ailing LAFC and how they can fix them. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be right back. And just like that, we are back here on Inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Vince, you know, uh, I got a tweet after the game, and it was, it was a gentleman saying, he goes, you just don't understand. It's not all about in the good times and the bad, we all rally. You got to be critical. And I know, you know, I, I have black and gold sunglasses on a lot of time, but I think I'm pretty fair. But we're going to bring in somebody who is a member of the LAFC family, Warren Barton, who is a, a, a regular plus one. We'll talk about that in a little bit. He called the game for FS1 with Jake Zivin this weekend, and we'll get his perspective on what he saw. Welcome in, Warren. Always great to see and hear you. And you, my friend. Hope things are keeping well with you. Yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> things are good. Sunday, not fan- good. Sunday was not fantastic. We but- had a great meal in Seattle. We'll say that. That was about where it ended. <laughs> yes, uh, it was good to be in Seattle and good to be back here. And now we look forward to the next week. But seeing that game and you've had the obviously the the ability to see a lot of LAFC games when you're on board with us and Mark Rogandino and the whole crew calling LAFC. From the high points that we've seen, and obviously last season was also a roller coaster ride, seeing how they've started here leading into this game with the Sounders, uh, what are your thoughts, reflections on where LAFC is and where they need to be? Uh, I think realistically, they're not a million miles away. Um, but because of the standards of what they set earlier on when the franchise first came into league was so high, um, you want to try and emulate that. And they are a big club, you know, Seattle, uh, Atlanta, LAFC and Galaxy. They're, they're, they're big franchises, you know, and they have top-class players, excellent coaches. What, what's been a bit frustrating for myself, obviously not having Carlos Vela on the field. He's your, he's your top player, your DP. He's the, the, the brains of the team and makes everything tick of the system that they have. It's now for some of the other players to step up. Uh, and I mentioned it on the broadcast yesterday, you know, the, the level that they've been playing at has been obviously at a high level. Um, losing certain players, you know, uh, Rodriguez leaving, uh, you know, Diego Rossi being a little bit frustrated with the quality that's around him. I think it's now a turning point for the club to to back in with some more players, um, quality of players to go, go forward because that initial two, three years, of being involved and going along has been great. Now you've had a bit of a hiccup and a difficult time. Listen, no one could foresee what's going to happen with COVID. So we'll put that aside in in that respect. But now looking at the team, Max, I'm not concerned, but I would be now start thinking about bigger picture. Where do we want to be? Where does the club want to be? Uh, with John Thornton as well, to look at where they're going to spend the money. Where can they add with a bit more quality going forward? Um, and again, the first 25, 30 minutes, I thought they pressed very well high up the field, made it difficult for Seattle. But Seattle know a way of just about grinding and winning games. Yes, they have quality. Yes, they have players. But they know how to hang on in there. And I mentioned it as well, what Achilles heel for LAFC has been is set pieces. You know, And that's not just this season or last season. It's been for a number of years. So you have to rectify that. So when you look at it in a bigger picture, is can you add some more quality players? Can you get the checkbook out and bring some quality in? Can we make sure, which Bob will always do, uh, organisation from set pieces? If you do that, then I think you'll see a team pushing up the league and obviously getting Carlos back on the field, playing at 100%. He needs to play, train, play, train, how he was a couple of years ago to be MVP. And then you can see it. But I just feel at the moment, it's not a, the alarm bells are not going. But if I want to be a big club, which they are, 
I'm starting to do business now. I'm starting to start looking about where we want to be, where we're going to be and and go forward from there. Because I know the fans want that. I know you want that and everyone that's involved with the club. Um, so as I said, not a million miles away, but it's, it's make a statement now. Make, make a, a statement on the field, off the field of what the plans and, and what the vision is going forward. Oh, the fans are restless. Just a quick follow-up for me, Warren. And when you talk about set pieces, Obviously, offensively and defensively, it seems like there's room for growth on both. Is there one that you see stands out a little bit more than the other? Or is it a collect? Is it, and certainly from someone who's, who's been there, is it a collective effort where those two things get, get better at the same time? Yeah, I, I think defensively, first and foremost. If you can stop goals going in, I feel, I feel that they, LA can score goals. So I feel from that point of view, whether it's from open play, set pieces, I believe, you know, I, I touched on the point, no one on the back post. You know, that, that's something that the coaching staff uh, of, of their plan of doing it, and that's fine. That's their decision. I would always have someone on the back post. I'd have zonal marking, but also man-to-man marking as well. Too many times it's zonal marking and it allows the opposition to get a run on you. And the personnel as well, You as an individual player, Max, when you're in that position, you've got to be determined to put your head in there. You've got to be determined to, to be brave enough and strong enough to put your head in it. And we've seen too many times that it's been a free header. Um, when you can maybe look at a goalkeeper to come out. So it's a personnel, it's an organisation, but also it's an individual responsibility from the players. Because there's no doubt Bob and his staff would have said, look, you mark him, you pick up here. You'd... But at the end of the day, once they go on the field, the players have to take responsibility. And too many times uh, the people have been either ball-watching, maybe not uh, strong enough and courage enough to, to put their head in where it's going to hurt a little bit. But the, the pain of saving a goal should be much more than one that it concedes a goal. Because if you concede a goal, that's the worst feeling in the world from a set piece. Yeah. And it deflated them yesterday. But again, if you can nullify someone on the back post, that if someone does make a mistake, then you've got someone there to do it. But, you know, that's what people will look at. If you stop them playing and we get a set piece, we've got a chance of scoring. Now, if you stop that, and people say, wow, they've been defensively strong. They don't concede from set pieces. The goalkeeper comes out. He's nice and brave. We leave the space for him to come and attack the ball. Once the ball goes up, we're going to squeeze it. All these things you can work on the training ground. Don't give free kicks away. Don't give corners away. But all these basic terms that you can do as a, as a soccer coach and a soccer player, if you have that mindset, then you can start building on. I mean, look at Seattle. You know, Only conceded two goals in the first six games. Now everybody's saying, oh, defensively, they're great. It's a mindset. Hmm. They've they've created a mindset and they've lost Stefan Fry in between that as well. So they've lost their goalkeeper that's nearly played 200 consecutive games. But they still have that mindset with the opposition. Oh, we're not going to score against these. We're not going to break them down because they're so well organised. They've got a good shape. They make it difficult. And then again, they, they can score goals from an array of different players as well. Warren, when you bring up mindset, I, and you, you kind of touched on it, that they let in that set-piece goal... And then you see a team that they it looked like they crumbled a little bit. The heads went down. Can can you build an identity that LFC because it kind of seems like their identity is just we play football. Whereas Seattle's identity is we're hard to play against. We take advantages when we see them. We're we we we're cutthroat. We go, you know, they they kind of just layer their identity where LFC just kind of has this open-ended. Can you can a team stick with just hey, we play good football? I mean, I, I would assume even Barcelona goes a little bit deeper than we just play good football. I mean, what are you seeing from LAFC in that regard? Yeah, I touched on that. Seattle are champions. They know how to win a game, even if it's not going well. Uh, and me and Max have called enough games. When they play well, they're as good as anything in the league. 
But what they've got to try and do is be hard to beat. And to, sometimes it's a grind. This league is a grind. You know, Bob has said that numerous times when we've had meetings. It's a marathon. It's a grind. It's a grind. And it's impossible for a team to play. Even Man City, who have won the Premier League, they've had times where they've been a little bit fortunate. They've rode their luck, but they've had one or two opportunities to turn the game and win it 1-0. They put that in the bag and then they go and win the, they go and win the title. LAC have got to do that. And I said that on about the halftime when they just come out, when Seattle started lifting their tempo and lifting their intensity, that's where you need your, your LAFC players to say, right, we ain't conceding now. It's a mindset it's, and it's a group of players. Because I was the same as you. When the goal went in, I looked, it went into uh, Diego Rossi's face. It went to some of the other players. So it was like, oh no, we've conceded. And there wasn't that reaction that you would have wanted. And then bang, another one, it's 2-0. And then it was game over. And then I know Carlos comes on and he tries to take it, but it, mm. it was never going to happen. So it is that inner belief. It is that way of winning games a certain style. And, you know, w with the football that we play and, and the brand of football that Bob has, has brought to the league with LAFC, you know, that's why they, they, they get the plaudits and so many people love it. But you want to be a champion. And champion, I played against the, the Manchester United team. They never played well every single time, or the Invincibles with Arsenal but they knew how to win games. And even in that difficult time when we was putting them under pressure, they found a way to hold on and then go and get a goal away from home, whether it was Cantona, Giggs, whoever it may be in the past, it's, they would find a way to beat you. And that's what, that's, I'm going back to what I said originally, that's going to be the next step up for LAFC is like, now are we going to step up again and be one of the big boys? Mm. Are now we on the field going to be strong enough to be one of the big boys? Because everything's there, the stadium, the fans, the uniform, the image, it, it's perfect. It's everything that the league needs and everything that the, the club is all about. And we love that. But you want to be a champion. You want to be a winner. Not a nearly man and nearly going to be a good team. And I said, I think that's now, it, they've had that honeymoon period over the last two or three years. And now it's a case of stepping up again and, and, and show the fans and show the league and show the, show the players that they're ready to go again. Um, because that's what, makes champions that's why Seattle have got their four times out of five and won it because they just know how to do it it's an inner belief they don't deviate they don't panic um, and that's where LAFC have got to try and you know mirror that it's not easy but it's it's something that they're quite capable of doing well if you're spending some cash and you brought this up you think that they they need to bring in a player too uh, one of the things I, I touched on after the game was until Carlos Cavella got on the pitch that's a very young team um, so I, I'm giving you the, the role of John Thornton. If you're spending the cash, should they maybe go away from uh, a little bit of that identity of getting the 19, 20, 21-year-old player? Do we need uh, a guy that's maybe 26, 27, 28? Yes, they don't have the sell-on value, but when those goals go in, they, they fire up their teammates and they go, look, I've been here before. We can do this. Is, is, is that maybe lacking a little bit? Because MLS seems to be a league where, yeah, you can go young, but, man, you really need some, some grizzly guys out there, some guys that really have been in the trenches. Yeah, and that's a, a fantastic point as well. You need players that are mentally tough. You know, maybe not have the excitement and the ability of, of a younger player that comes in and can change the game in a moment, but someone knows how to manage a game. When you're under a little bit of pressure, where to pass the ball, have that extra touch in midfield. You know, you look at all the three midfield players you've got, they're all forward-thinking players, always players that want to go forward. There's not too many destroyers in there that can stop a game and put a foot in and, and slow the game down. You've got to have a, a roster of players that can play in certain different ways. Still have the, 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 the foundations of how we're going to set up and how we're going to go forward and how we're going to entertain the pass and the movement, but also have a player that can, or two or three players, 
that can stifle a game, draw a game out, you know, running behind. That was a thing that I said before, you know, uh, uh, Christian Rodan, what he does for Seattle, he, sometimes it, it makes two runs in behind. And he's, he doesn't really want the ball. He's, he's creating the space for Nicolas Ladero. He doesn't, he knows he's not going to get it, but he's going LAFC don't really have that player to do that, to stretch someone, to get in behind. And it's not just a pacey winger or a pacey forward, someone that knows how to have that movement. And like you said, someone that's 27, 28, you know, when the ball gets played up to him, he goes down, gets a foul for you. Then we can start playing in the final third. Then we can play our soccer. You know, they're the type of players that you, you need to have. And because of the image, because of the league, because of, of Bob, because of how the club's going, it would be... I would think quite easy to attract them type of players because who would not want to be involved in LA, LAFC, playing in front of them fans every every other week? You know, who would not want to be in that? So you've got while the iron strike while the iron's hot, where the image is there, um, and start bringing them players in. But you still have the business plan. I understand it's a business, and you've got to bring these, you know, two or three, you know, exciting young players. The academy is something that's going to come along. You know, we, we, I played against the academy teams as well. The younger players. There's some good young players coming along. So the foundations are there. And again, going back to what I've said, now you've seen the academy. Now you're in with, you know, uh, Vegas in the USL. So you know you're going to get well coached and well looked after. What's going to happen in Vegas? So you can send your players off there. They come back. But it's about the moment now. It's about the defining moment for LAFC and how they can change the image and the foresee and the future of the club going forward. And there's no doubt, you know, a 26, 27-year-old would definitely enhance that. And interesting when you mentioned about someone slowing it down because LAFC plays at such a pace. And I, I wonder if you get someone who can slow it down a bit, it actually helps you speed it up when it needs to be because it looked really exhausting from the LAFC perspective in that game in that first half. And I think that's part of the reason why the heads went down because they exuded so much effort and didn't get the payoff. And uh, you can comment on that really quick, Warren, but just to maybe look at some positives, any combination, any player that may have put his hand up on Sunday that suggests that this is another good foundation stone, another good building block to help this team get better in these next two weeks in particular before they hit a, a little summer break. Yeah, Max, you know, I'm a big lover of Latif Blessing. You know, wherever he plays, whether it's, you know, the front three, front midfield, you know, again, that his work rate that he showed against Smith, he, he was working back. Uh, Anthony Kay, I thought, was good on the ball in the first half. Some delightful passes that he made. He was strong. He looked hungry for the game. But again, when that goal goes in, they sort of, and even Diego Rossi, as, as much as he, the goals that he got last season and, and how much they, they thrive on him, he needs a lift. He needs someone to have a rally cry. So, Max, there were some good points. You know, and I said that to Bob in the in the first 25 minutes. I love the way you press. And, you know, we've said the same thing. It was just that little bit of quality in the final third. It's that little, that run or that pass that they you, you needed to be a little bit better and a little bit sharper. So, again, like I said, they're not a million miles away. But at the moment, sometimes they look a bit fragile because you can't rely on Carlos all the time. You can't rely on him. You need to have another two or three. And, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips last season when they had him, he was sort of that player that you can, listen, we're in a bit of trouble, Bradley. Just help us out for five minutes, just to give us a breather and to, to hold a line or to do the rally cry. That's where you need. Maybe not as old as, <laughs> as Bradley, but, you know, that, that sort of experience that you can that you can bring to the team because I think there were some good points. You know, as I said, midfield, I, I do like the balance. I think when they play well, they, they pass the ball well. They just need maybe a a number nine or a wide player that's just going to make that little diagonal run, that intelligent run that can stretch you uh, and give you that opportunity. So, 
you know, there was lots of good things, mate. To go up there for like they did for the first 45 minutes and do well, it was just when Seattle turned it up a little bit, then there wasn't that response because you can't keep playing 100 miles an hour. You know, in the, the heat you're going to get in the in the Midwest in the games, the way that they play, you know, it's a grind. You've even seen Leeds in the Premier League. They've had two or three games where they've dipped down because how they play, like San Jose, have had the same problems as well. So, although it's a totally different style, you're still playing high tempo, high energy, high energy, and then you get a punch on the nose. It's hard for a group of young players to pick themselves up and start going again because they end up getting another punch, and before you know it, you know, you're on the ropes, and you know the, the, the game's over. So you're looking for the next one, and that's when a little bit of confidence starts going, a little bit of belief starts draining. Going back to what we said, that's when you have the two or three experienced players to say, look, we're all right, we're okay, we need to keep doing this, let's just stick together and um, and work together as well as a group. Great. This is why we bring Warren on. You get Warren, a former pro, awesome. you, get, you get an idea of like what they're thinking, because Warren, after the game, Max and I said, it's like it's an execution problem, and we're, we're like at our wits end, we were like, we don't know how to fix that. Um, and then it's a mentality problem, and we're like, we don't know how to fix that. So yeah, to hear you break it down and really take us through the phases of it uh, is great. But I, I want to put you on the spot just real quick again because you've been so gracious with us, um, and we're kind of wrapping it up. Give, give us a player. I know you've been doing a little League MX. Give us a, a, a player maybe that you think might change this LAFC side well, if, if you were Not if necessarily you were a guy play, but a comparison. Kind yeah, of. maybe he's not a League MX guy, but but I, I'm just, I know you've got you know wide net cast and you watch a lot of games. So is there is there anybody that comes top of mind for you? Particularly with a style of football, it was some would be a, an intelligent player. You know, uh, Carlos Rodriguez at Monterey that's got good energy, mm. good footballer, good soccer brain, uh, good age group. I mean, obviously he's, he's a, Mexican international and he did well that that type of player I think he needs to be you know quick and uh, decisive on the ball uh, the uh, Club America Sanchez the number seven he's got a tremendous left foot if you're looking at bigger picture Arva Carlos Vela when he maybe leaves uh, that there may be an avenue there I, I'm just looking at someone that could emulate and uh, Valdez the number 10 that's at uh, Santa Laguna again another 27 28 he's a talented player um and again, strikers. You know, if you if you look around any of the any of the leagues in the world that you want to, uh, you've seen Chitarito. You now him come into form, get, give him some service, and he'll score goals. So there's definitely players out there. Um, and for me, I think, as I said, it would be big players. I, you know, yes, you can get your players that know the league, but I, I want a statement. And they're the two or three players that I would look at and say, yeah, you know, that they, they would make and enhance the team. They would make them a better team. Uh, to go forward there's lots of you know good players out there in the academy but they're the free type of players that you know as I said I've been working a lot on League MX and obviously there's a big link between the two countries and the leagues and who knows what's going to happen in the future it might be all mixed into one plan with each other but they're the players that have really caught my eye there's obviously European players but I'm I'm thinking closer to home um, that would be ideal for that that, that squad of uh, players that they have yeah and recruiting to Europe uh maybe not a necessity and it's very expensive so this is obviously a, a better route for for lafc warren we're gonna see you here pretty soon in the summertime joining the the best local broadcast in the business i just say that it's like best cup of coffee in town but it is the best local broadcast but we believe it so when are we we're gonna have you here in, on june 23rd correct yeah, June. I'm, I'm in with you. I thought you was actually going to say the best host ever. And I well, obviously got. A, I thought you got a new host well, coming in. That's I was I a little Warren. I was a little taken back because you said, "Look, LAFC has 
the best stadium, the best fan base, the best jersey. And I was waiting for you to say the best broadcaster, and that never came. So uh, I kind of just well, I've, I've worked with you for 15 years, so why would I like start lying to you now? Brilliant. All right, good seeing you, Warren. Just, uh, just <laughs> brilliant. Well, we can't wait to have you, Warren, and we think, we're think we we're thinking the way things are going that that might be a full stadium, and that's going to be incredible. Yeah. Oh. And Warren, that would be wonderful. Your perspective was fantastic as always. We really appreciate it, and it gives us and our listeners a little something to 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 put their teeth into. In a time it's been difficult, we know the natives are restless, and you know just information and approaching the right way means a lot. So we appreciate uh, what you're able to say. Absolute pleasure, my friends. Take care. All right, Warren Barton, who will be joining us uh, on the LAFC broadcast team June 23rd. So mark your calendars. Busy summer coming your way. That'll wrap up another show. We'll be back next week to wrap up the Rapids. Mm-hmm. Hopefully three points. Hopefully three points. Moving forward. This is Inside LFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. We're here for you.